Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on DMX, Kodak Black, Prince Harry and Meghan, Alan Jackson, Fantasia Barino, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. That's Entertainment has been on the network for over 10 years out now, and I would like to give a shout-out to everyone who's been there from the very beginning to, to support us. And if you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on the top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of the stories today, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, we're on Facebook. Like us, like our page at www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen stiletto like the shoe S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny. 66 degrees, and before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, as usual, we always got a lot to talk about. This week, we're going to be talking about DMX, you know, rapper, singer, actor. Uh, he's not doing so well. Last Friday, he... Uh, had uh, had a drug overdose, which caused him to have a heart attack, and now he's in a, a vegetable state at a hospital in uh, White Plains, New York. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, Kodak Black is in the news, and uh, he's covering medical bills of a security guard who was shot while protecting him. I'll tell you what he did for that security guard. And Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, they landed their first Netflix project. It's supposed to be a docu-series about the Inviticus Games. I'll tell you more about that. Also, uh, country singer Alan Jackson, uh, he had lost his passion for making music after a string of family tragedies, but now he's preparing to launch some new music, a new album, after six years. And my girl Fantasia Burino, uh, she has been hospitalized. Apparently, uh, she's right now she's six months pregnant with her her child, and um, 
she had to go in because all of a sudden she was experiencing contraction. So I'll tell you uh, what she was saying on Instagram and what her husband did, and uh, there's so much more. And that's just, again, the tip of the iceberg. Also, um, Andy Cohen is in the news. Apparently one of the uh, women of the uh, – one of the real housewives of Salt Lake City – well, she's in trouble. She's having some legal drama, and people are asking Andy Cohen what he thinks about the case. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, DMX fiance uh, Desiree Lindstrom, Lindstorm and his uh, his ex-wife Tashira Simmons, they were together in prayer for the rapper amid his hospitalization. Uh, both ladies were spotted joining the crowd who gathered for a prayer vigil outside the New York uh, hospital where the star is currently treated following a heart attack. Now, on Monday, April 5th, the family, friends, and fans of the ailing star turned up at White Plains Hospital to send prayer and positive thoughts to the rapper. And in one of the poignant moments uh, from the visual, the visual uh, Desiree and Tashira was pictured sharing an embrace as they uh, closed their eyes and kept the 50-year-old star in their mind. Now, the crowd was reportedly chanting DMX, DMX, and crossing their arms in the shape of an X, and some of them were even sobbing as speakers blared music of the Baltimore-born musician. Uh, they were also fans who held up DMX balloons to show their support for their favorite star. And on Sunday, a motorcycle gang, the Rough Riders, who are linked to the rap star, gathered outside the hospital to offer their support for the uh, rapper. Meanwhile, hospital workers reportedly took time to hold their own little visual on Sunday evening. Now, DMX, whose real name is Earl Simmons, was rushed to the hospital Friday night at approximately 11 p.m. after suffering a heart attack at his home that may have resulted from an overdose and he has been placed on life support but is breathing on his own his manager nakia walker told the new york times that the rap star is in a vegetative state with lungs and brain failure and no brain activity so ahead of the visual, uh, visual, the DMX family issued a statement asking fans to keep him in their prayers. They said, quote, we ask that you please keep Earl DMX and us in your thoughts, wishes, and prayers, as well as respect our privacy as we face these challenges. They also said that the Simmons family appreciate the overwhelming outpouring of heartfelt love, encouragement, support, and prayer for Earl. Earl is someone whose life and music has been a source of inspiration and strength to so many people around the world, and it is reassuring to see his fans return that same passion and energy to him during the time of need. Now, more details of DMX health issue have been uncovered amid his hospitalization. Uh, while the rapper is still in a vegetative state uh, following a heart attack on Friday, April 2nd, a source close to the star revealed that he suffered from COVID-19 prior to his latest medical condition. Now, while DMX family, friends, and fans are still holding out hope for his recovery, one cannot deny his dire prognosis. Angelo Ellerby, a representative for the family, has acknowledged that, as he said on Sunday, he is in a medical state from which they don't know, they don't think he will recover. Now, DMX showed little brain activity as he still is on life support, and according to TMZ, he was left without needed oxygen to his brain for nearly 30 minutes despite resuscitation efforts. And on Monday, again, family, friends, and fans of the Baltimore-born artist gathered outside White Plains Hospital for a prayer visual. And during one of the poignant moments at the event, again, his fiancée, Desiree Lingstrom, and his ex-wife, Tashira Simmons, were seen sharing an embrace. And Desiree was also seen carrying her four-year-old son with the MC, Exodus. Meanwhile, some DMX-15 children have reportedly visited him in the hospital. That's right, you heard correct, 15 children. It's unclear how many and which ones have arrived, but they reportedly 
only allowed to see him one at a time. Now, DMX manager Nakia Walker previously told the New York Times that the Rapsor is in a vegetative state and with his lungs and brain failure and no brain activity. She also added that they're just praying. And prior to the visual, uh, DMX family also issued a statement that read, again, we ask that you please keep him in our arrow DMX in your thoughts and prayers and wishes and respect their privacy as they face these challenges. So, I mean, when you're in that uh, that vegetative state, it doesn't look good. And I don't know, it doesn't sound, it sounds really grim. And, I mean, people are praying and hopeful, hopeful that he come out, but it's just, it's just not looking good. And um, I'm going to tell you something. DMX is a very talented MC. He's not only just a rapper, but he also is, he can sing. He also is an actor. He's done countless movies. He's just a natural. And, uh, you know, it's just a shame someone that with that much talent and a history of hits and a history of having excellent movies just is taking, you know, its toll on his fan base and his family, and we're just hoping that he pull out. But uh, I don't know. It just doesn't look good. We're, we're trying to be hopeful. We're praying for DMX. We really are. We're just trying to be hopeful. But, uh, oh, wow. I, you know, it's just so sad, you know. And, you know, this, he's a talented artist, you know. He's a good guy, despite that, you know, he has that 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 drug monkey on his back, but I don't know. We we're just hoping. We're just hoping and praying. Um, Kodak Black is covering the medical bills of a security guard who was shot while protecting the star. Now, one of the rappers' security guard was seriously injured and needed a surgery after the Pompano. Beach native and his entourage were targeted by shooters on early Monday morning, April 5th, at around 3 a.m. Now, according to various sites, the rapper, whose real name is Bill Kahan Capri, and his entourage was followed by several cars, which tried to cut them off when they left a nightclub called Baja, where he was headlining Culture 3 Fest and headed to a McDonald's in Tallahassee, Florida, for a late-night snack. Law enforcement sources say that Kodak Kodak uh, Camp pulled into the McDonald's and blocked the entrance with a car while the star went inside to pick up an order. Now, one of the cars that were tailing Kodak's entourage left and then came back before people inside the vehicle fired shots. One of his security guards was shot in the leg and rushed to a local hospital with serious injuries. Meanwhile, Kodak was whisked away in an armored car and was unharmed. And speaking to Radar Online after the incident, Kodak's attorney, Bradford Cohen, had given an update on the security guard's condition. And this is what the, uh, he said. He said, quote, we are all concerned about his recovery and will assist in any way we can to make sure to get he, to, he gets back to 100%. Now, the, the attorney noted that the injured security guard, who is a military veteran who served in conflict in Iran and Iraq, is currently treated at a North Florida hospital and is in stable condition. And he also added, due to privacy and respect to his family, we will not disclose further information. Now, Bradford additionally confirmed that the security guard was in a vehicle when he was struck with the bullet. The rapper, however, was not in the same car. Now, Kodak himself has not spoken up on the shooting incident, but he has been updating his Instagram page, and one of his latest Instagram story posts promoted his new music video for Easter in Miami, while another to display his green car, which also appeared in the music video. And this is what he said. This is what the caption said. It said, quote, that baby's back. That's what you're supposed to shoot at, unquote. Prince Harry and Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, has landed their first Netflix project, a docuseries about the Eviticus game. The pair and their Archwell production partners are developing Heart of Eviticus with Orlando von Essendale on board to direct. The film will follow a group of competitors who have all suffered life-changing injuries of illnesses while fighting for their country on their road to the Eviticus game in the 
Hague in uh, 2022. Now, Prince Harry was among those who helped launch the first Avidigas game in uh, 2014 and remained a patron of the Avidigas game foundation. Now, Harry will appear in Heart of Avidigas and serve as an executive producer. Now, the Duke of Duchess of Sussex signed a multi-project deal with Netflix bosses worth millions last year. The couple additionally inked an exclusive deal with Spotify for their podcast series. And country singer Alan Jackson lost a passion for making music after a string of family tragedies. The Remember When star is preparing to launch When Have You Gone, his first album in six years in May, and the project features three particular personal tracks, including Where Her Heart's Always Been, a song which he originally wrote for his mother's 2017 funeral. Now, Jackson admitted the long break between 2015's Angels and Alcohol and his new material wasn't plan, but he couldn't bring himself to focus on his career after losing his mom and then his son-in-law, Ben Selectman, in a fall on a dock in September 2018, less than a year after marrying the musician's eldest daughter, Maddie. In a statement about Where Have You Gone, upcoming release, Jackson explained that the heartache prompted him to shelve the album he had been working on at the time of the double death because he simply said, quote, didn't really feel like making music for a couple of years. Jackson eventually picked up the pen again and started reminiscing about his youth in Georgia, which inspired much of Where Have You Gone? And uh, the album will also include the tune I Do and You Will Always Be My Baby, which he wrote for his daughter's wedding. Fantasio Burrito has been hospitalized, the winner of American Idol Season 3, who is now six months pregnant with her third child, revealed that she was admitted to the hospital after experiencing contractions. The 36-year-old singer gave an update to her condition via Instagram story on Sunday, April 4th, and this is what she said. She said, good morning, we've been in the hospital all day. We have to stay in the hospital for a while. My baby girl thinks she's missing something out here, but she got to stay in here a little longer, unquote. Fantasia went on to praise her husband, Kendall Taylor, for always staying by her side. And before ending her message, the When I See You hitmaker divulged that her contractions are starting to come down now. And then she concluded that her body is just tired, but uh, she said, quote, we got this. Fantasia confirmed her pregnancy in November 2020. In the following month, she divulged that it took three years for her to successfully conceive again. And at first, um, she said they thought that they were going to have to do different things, like everybody was suggesting IVF because it wasn't happening. This is a three-year journey that they said that they've been on. And she told even um, she even spilled this information on the December episode of the Tamron Hall Show. The unborn child will be the first fourth Fantasia and Kendall together. She's already a mother to 19-year-old Zion and 9-year-old Dallas from previous relationships. Her husband, on the other hand, has a son named Trey Sean. Right now we have 18 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T-H-A-T-S entertain and the number one. You could also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. Stiletto, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Uh, Rihanna has shown up at the Stop the Asian Hate March right here in New York City and having opt to stay low-key while joining the fight against anti-Asian hate crimes with her assistant, Tina Trung, the umbrella hitmaker was unrecognized by a fan who also attended the rally. In a clip shared by the 33-year-old assistant on Instagram story, she could be seen exchanging Instagram handles with one of the marchers at the Sunday, April 4th event. After she showed her page, the man asked whether it was truly her. The caption of the video read, quote, when Reed gave you her IG handle, but you think she's trolling, unquote. 
The former girlfriend of Chris Brown might be looking unrecognizable since she donned a blackface mask and dark sunglasses during the protest. She also sported a jacket, dark jeans, and a baseball cap as she rocked her long braids. Now, Rihanna was not the only celebrity to have participated in the state Stop the Asian Hate protest. On March 22nd, Sandra O. Oh stepped out in, into uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Street to attend the same march. And this is what Sandra O. Oh said. She said, quote, many in our community are very scared. That's what she told the crowd. To everyone here, I will challenge everyone here. If you see something, will you help me? If you see one of our sisters and brothers in need, will you help us? The Killing Eve actress went on to stress that, quote, we must understand as Asian Americans we just need to reach out our hands to our sisters and brothers and say, help me and, and I'm here. She also led a chant saying, quote, I am proud to be Asian. I belong here, unquote. Andy Cohen will be on the lookout over Jen Shah's legal dramas just days after the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star got arrested for alleged wire fraud and a massive telemarketing scheme. The executive producer for the hit reality television series shares his thoughts on the controversy. When hosting his Sirius XM show Radio Andy on Monday, April 5th, the 52-year-old talk show host producer was asked by a caller to address the allegation against Shah. And this is what he said. Uh, he said, quote, oh, he said he, 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 he clearly hesitated to make any comment, but he did point it out saying, quote, I'm waiting to see how it plays out, unquote. Now, Andy later added that he hoped Shy was innocent, especially since the reality star has pleaded not guilty in the wake of her arrest. The father once said, quote, I have nothing to add to what we already know other than I certainly hope and pray that none of it's true, unquote. Now, Shah was busted in the parking lot of a small strip mall in Salt Lake City on Tuesday, March 30th, for allegedly defrauding elderly people via a telemarketing scheme. New York prosecutors reportedly stated that the telemarketing scheme went on for nine years. The 47-year-old star was taken into custody by Homeland Security Investigation New York agents. Shaw and her assistant, Stuart Smith, who was also arrested, was charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. They were both seized after she left the set of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She is facing up to 30 years in prison. The television personality reported release on an unsecure bond, which means that she must attend the next court date instead of paying bail, paying the bail up front. Now, according to The Sun, some of her release conditions, including the banning from traveling, the using of credit cards, and the maintaining or actively seeking verifiable employment approved by the pretrial officer. Wow. Harry Weinstein is appealing the multiple sex crime that landed him behind bars over a year ago. A New York jury, jury found him guilty in early 2020, but now his legal team insisted the disgraced producer trial was tainted by media coverage. Now, this is what they said. This is what it read. It said, Mr. Weinstein was tried in a venue, the atmosphere which was permitted permitted with negative publicity about him and his alleged relationship with women. Mr. Weinstein has a right to a fair trial by an impartial jury. That's what the uh, the brief, uh, which was filed on Monday, April 5th, read. They also said that the trial court should have exercised the utmost vigilance in protecting this most important right of the defendant. Instead, the trial court was cavalier in its obligation to safeguard this right, and the consequences for Mr. Weinstein was disastrous. Now, the movie mogul is currently serving time at a maximum security uh, wind correctional facility near uh, Buffalo, New York. His lawyer are demanding the dismissal of a third-degree rape charge and a new trial based on the single count of first-degree criminal sexual act linked to Marion Haley, who claimed Weinstein forcibly performed oral sex on her in 2006. 
Pete Davidson has finally moved into a place of his own. Weeks after a woman who falsely claimed to be his wife broke into his and his mom, Amy Walters, Waters' home, the Saturday Night Live star revealed that he is now fully out from his mother's basement. The 27-year-old comedian made the revelation in a recorded video call shared on TikTok on Friday night, April 2nd, and this is what he said. He said, I just moved out of my mom's house. I'm fully out. I got a pad, unquote. And in the uh, recorded clip, the king of Staten Island leading man could be seen entering his new apartment, and after he got into his place, his living area appeared on the camera. It had tall windows, a large television, and a few pictures. Now, Pete was unveiled to have purchased a new luxury condo for $1.2 million. The New York Post further reported that it is located just 14 miles away from his mom's place. The son and mother duo previously paid $1.3 million for their Staten Island home back in 2019. Now, Pete relocation came after a woman named Michelle Mootready, who falsely claimed to be his wife, forcefully entered his home in mid-March. She was first ordered to leave by his mom, but managed to enter the property through an open back, open back door before sitting down at the kitchen table. While the ex-fiancé of, of uh, Ariana Grande was not present at the time of the break-in, one of his relatives called 911. After the police arrived, his full wife told them that she had a, get this, she told them that she has, quote, a telepathic love connection with the entertainer. And aside from being charged with two felony counts of burglary, burglary in the second and third degree, Michelle was booked with two misdemeanor counts of stalking and two misdemeanor counts of criminal trespass and harassment. She also ordered to stay away from P and three people who lived in the house, as well as get prohibited to connect to contact them in any way and to show up at the house or their workplace. Wow. Right now we have uh, 26 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about pop store Sean Mendez. Apparently uh, his stolen sport utility vehicle has now returned Days after it was taken from his Los Angeles home. And uh, director Ang Lee is going to be honored with the British Academy of Film and Television Arts uh, Fellowship at the uh, this, this upcoming award, Film Award, on Sunday, April 11. You know him. He's responsible for those groundbreaking blockbuster uh, movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Life of Pi, and Broke Back. Yeah, Brokeback Mountain as well. And uh, actress Naomi Watts is set to uh, to get scared in an English language remake of a cult Australian Austrian horror film called Goodnight Mommy. And Chris Hemsworth and Russell Crowe have reportedly landed a cameo role in Thor: Love and Thunder. All those stories and more coming up after the break. So don't go anywhere. Quick, I'm 
up, you gotta change the caption. Strictly raised by pimping, not by tipping, show no sympathy. If they hate you for being you, they not securing their identity. Me, myself, and I, she treat me like a holy trinity. Convert and give you a business, boss you up, now you can buy Kennedy. Whatever I say, bring your city, now it's mine for however long I stay. Play, play me, well, that's my bad forever, let the play. My mama pray for me, she better pray for whoever in my way. Now, how many besties done up there left me? Claim they my dog and just my pet peeves. Who tried to double back and triple text me? I look like stressing over these dogs that stress me. I'm about to go crazy. I ain't pulling up, that's my in the pain. I ain't got to prove it. I'm going to go through them since I'm about to go Black weave like Morticia, applying so much pressure to these hoes, they getting blizzard. I'ma buy it twice for my shoes, got sisters. I only wanna wanna know my birthdays and Christmas. Mean girl, I ain't letting bitches feel I'm about to go crazy, I ain't pulling up, let them fall off in the pavement. And I ain't gotta prove it, finna go dumb, shit, she's lost, think I'm stupid. I'm about to go Tiger. 
Now, previous recipients of the BAFTA fellowships include Charlie Chaplin, Alfred Hitchcock, Steven Spielberg, Sean Connery, Elizabeth Taylor, and Stanley Kubrick. Kathleen Kennedy received the prize at last year's award. The EE BAFTA Film Awards will be celebrated across the weekend on uh, April 10th and 11th and broadcast virtually from London's Royal Albert Hall on the BBC. Actress Naomi Watts is set to scare in an English-language remake of cult Austrian horror film Good Night, Mommy. Take Me to the River director Matt Sobel will shoot the Amazon Studio project, which will revolve around twin brothers who are set to stay with their mother, only to suspect the woman all bandaged up is an imposter. The psychological thriller will be executive produced by Watts alongside the original movie's filmmakers, Severin Fiola and Veronica Franz. Uh, this is according to Variety. Now, in a statement, Sobel said, quote, My favorite film are those that invite the audience to step inside their protagonist's journey, unquote. The 2014 release of Goodnight Mommy starring Suzanne West as, mo- uh, as mother and Elias Schwartz and Lucas Schwartz as her twin sons was selected as Austria's submission for the Oscars, but failed to land a nomination in the Best Foreign Language Film category. Chris Helmsworth and Russell Crowe, who are, uh, has reportedly landed a cameo role in Thor, Love and Thunder, could be teaming up for another movie. Rumor has it that the two actors have to be in talks about making Gladiator 2. Now, according to the new idea, the 37-year-old hunk is trying to convince the Oscar-winning actor to let him co-produce the sequel. They have reportedly spent hours talking and exchanging script ideas for the unconfirmed project. Interestingly, uh, the site reports that it's actually Helmsworth's wife, Elsa Pataki, who initiated the talks about the Gladiator sequel. Now, as for Helmsworth's personal relationship with Crow, the site noted that their binding romance was on full display during the Thor Love and Thunder cast outing at a rugby game in Sydney, Australia in late March. At the time, they were joined by Helmsworth's wife as well as his co-stars Danley Portman, Tessa Thompson, Jeff Goldblum, as well as the movie director Taika Ratiti. Now, Crow portrayed a Roman general, Maximus Decimus Meridius, who is betrayed when Commodus, the ambitious son of Emperor Marcus Aurelius and 2000 Gladiator, reduced to slavery, Maximus becomes a gladiator and rises through the ranks of the arena to avenge the murder of his family and his empire. The role in the Wrigley Scott-directed film earned Crow an Academy Award for Best Actor, while the film was named Best Picture. It also bagged the award for Best Costume Design, Best Sound, and Best Visual Effects at the 73rd Annual Academy Awards. Godzilla vs. Kong is roaring! On its opening weekend in North American box office, the legendary pictures and Warner Brother movie sets record for the uh, set records actually for the biggest opening in the COVID-19 pandemic era, with an estimated 32.2 million for the three-day weekend. Taking advantage of the Easter holiday, the epic monster showdown film collected approximately 48.5. Over the five-day Good Friday holiday period, the domestic sales were roughly double that of Wonder Woman 1984, also from uh, Warner Brothers, which previously held records for the best weekend opening in the pandemic era with $16.7 million. Now, Joshua Grove, the CEO of Legendary, said in a big movie, said that a big movie like this should tell everyone if we are rational in how we release a title, there is an appetite for people to have a shared experience in theaters. He also said that the decision to release the film theatrically wasn't for the faint of heart, but that it was the right move, or I should say the right movie for the moment. Jeff Goldstein, president of Domestic Distribution at Warner Brothers, went on commenting what Godzilla vs. Kong record-breaking opening means for the industry, saying quite saying, quote, that the, this is really significant. It is igniting a recovery, unquote. 
Back to the domestic box office, another new release horror pick, The Unholy, debuted at number two with an estimated $3.2 million. Last week, new release and former champion Nobody trails close behind at number three with approximately $3.1 million, dropping 55% despite opening an additional 107 theaters this week. Raya in The Last Dragon also loses two spots, placing fourth with additional two million. Tom and Jerry descends from number three to round out the top five with approximately 1.4 million. And Idris Elba has no intentions of starring in the new Western Concrete Cowboy after signing on as a producer because he is allergic to horses. That's right. The Thor star was originally approached to help get the movie made as a behind-the-scenes talent, and he didn't hesitate to jump on board as he was fascinated by the story, which focused on a troubled black teen stuck between a life of crime and his estranged father's urban cowboy subculture. The film is based on the Greg Neary novel Ghetto Cowboy, which was inspired by the Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club, based at an inner-city stables in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and urban African-American horse riding culture. Uh, Idris initially wanted nothing to do with becoming a cast member, but he later relented and took on the role of the protagonist's father in spite of his allergies. And this is what he said. Um, this is what Idris said. He said, quote, I didn't want to play anything to do with it, uh, uh, any characters or have anything to do with it, because I'm allergic to horses. So I was like, someone else can have that. I'm good. But I wanted to make this film, and eventually I got involved, so I took some uh, antihistamines, unquote. However, he made sure to make the most of the bandana, which made a part of his cowboy costume to shield his health struggles from the camera. He also said that there was a lot of shots where he wore a mask over his mouth to make him look cool, but it really was to hide his runny nose. Concrete Cowboy, which co-starred Stranger Things actor Caleb McLaughlin, debuts on Netflix this coming Friday. And Selma Hayek has joined the star-studded cast of Lady Gaga's new movie, House of Gucci. The Mexican actress will play clairvoyant Pina Oriema in the drama, which chronicles the murder of fashion empire heir Maurizio Gucci. Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Jared Leto, and Jack Houston will also appear in the movie currently shooting in Italy. Gaga leads the cast as uh, Patricia Reggiani, who was sentenced of 25 years behind bar in 1998 for plotting to kill her husband, Gucci, played by Driver. uh, Mauricio allegedly angered Patricia, whom he shared two daughters with, after he left her for another woman. And while she was depicted as a hot-blooded woman out for revenge and dubbed the Black Widow, her children blame her actions on the after-effects of the medical procedure where she had a brain tumor removed. Now, uh, Janina Scott Reportedly has been eyeing the movie for a long time. The producer started to pursue the movie, frame around the rise of a family business that degenerates into squabble uh, over control of the business and greed at a time when Gucci was being uh, corporatized. The script is penned by Roberto uh, Bentivna and is based on The House of Gucci, a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed by Sarah Gay Forden. The MGM movie is slated for release on November 24, 2021. Right now we have uh, 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break. And, uh, and when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere.
Yeah, that's my girl, Victoria Monet in Jaguar. Right now we have about uh, 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, the full list of TV winners at the 2021 Screen Actors Guild Award is finally here. At the award-giving event, which took place on Sunday, April 4th, at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles, California, the Crown and Shit Creek were named as the biggest winners as they brought home two awards each. The Netflix drama Chronicles The British Royal Family was announced as the winner of the drama series Ensemble. It won over Better Call Sal, Bridgerton, and Lovecraft Country, and Ozark. As for the comedy series Ensemble, the award went to Shit Creek that successfully edged out Dead to Me and the flight attendant. Meanwhile, actress Gillian Anderson, who played Margaret Thatcher on The Crown, nabbed the award for Best Female Actor in a Drama Series. Jason Bateman was then presented with the trophy for Male Actor in a Drama Series for his stunning performance on Ozark. And joining the list of winners that night was Shit Creek star Catherine O'Hara, who was named as the Best Comedy Actress. Meanwhile, Male Actor in a Comedy Series Award was presented to Jason Sudeikis for his performance on Ted Lasso. And uh, Mark Ruffalo also nabbed one accolade as he was named the winner of the male actor in a TV movie or miniseries thanks to I Know This Much Is True. That night also saw Anya Taylor-Joy winning female actor in a TV movie or miniseries category for her portrayal of Beth Harmon in The Queen of Queen's Gamut, uh, beating Kate Blanchett. Mrs. America, Michaela Cole, I May Destroy You, Nicole Kidman, The Undoing, and Carrie Washington, Little Fires Everywhere. TV stunt team comedy and drama award went to the Mandalorian. Meanwhile, Chadwick Boseman won Best Actor as Mom Rainey's Black Bottom led the movie winners. So congratulations to all the winners of the 2021 Screen Actors Guild Award. Oprah Winfrey will reportedly pay tribute to Tina Turner at Clive Davis' Grammy party. The TV icon has been interviewed by the influential music music producer for his upcoming celebration, and the duo took the opportunity to discuss the legacy of the 81-year-old singer. Rather than his usual Beverly uh, Beverly Hilton pre-Grammy party, Clive instead had a a, uh, held a virtual star-studded bash in January of 2021 with the likes of Bruce Springsteen, Gayle King, Alicia Keys, and Joni Mitchell joining in the fun. He had to postpone the second edition after being diagnosed with Bell Posley in February. And at the time, his representative said that he is in good spirits and look forward to doing his second half of his pre-Grammy gala in May. He has since recovered, and while a specific date is yet to be confirmed, the event is still expected next month. Tina has been plagued with a number of health issues in recent years, including kidney failure, and it was her husband, Erwin Bach, who stepped up to donate a kidney to her in 2017. Lizzo has teased a potential collaboration, get this, with Harry Styles and Rihanna. The good as hell hitmaker revealed she was planning to phone the golden hitmaker, who she has become great pals with over the weekend, to plan a duet with the 27-year-old pop star. She told fans on Instagram Live, she said, uh, quote, new music MF is coming. Are you and Harry going to collab? I have a collab with him this weekend. I'm going to call him, unquote. The Truth Hurts hitmaker also has a song she has written for her and the work Hitmaker that she wants to try and get the 33-year-old Beijing superstar to lay down her vocal on. The 33-year-old Grammy winner also, um, I'm sorry, she's 32 years old. The 32-year-old Grammy winner also teased that her follow-up to her acclaimed 2019 LP, Cause I Love You, will be very uplifting, fun, and necessary. Last year, Lizzo linked up with Rihanna as she bottled for the Savage Fenty Volume 2 show. The show featured a long list of supermodels, singers, and TV personalities, including singer uh, uh, Rosalia, uh, hotel heiress Paris Hilton, and artists like Miguel, Bad Bunny, and Ella May. 
Lil Nas X has scored another transatlantic double after topping the Billboard Hot 100 with Matero, Call Me By Your Name. The track hit the top of the UK chart on Friday, April 2nd, and now the rapper's new tune has shot to the top of the North American single countdown. The success comes exactly two years since he released his record-breaking country crossover hit, Old Town Road. The song has also debuted at number two on Billboard's Global 200 and Global, uh, the Global XL uh, U.S. chart behind uh, Justin Bieber's Peaches, which Matero unseats to become America's number one. And also, despite all the controversy, like I was telling you last week with his music video, and, and the Satan shoes, he still got to the top of the charts with number one. Fans are excitement for the uh, showdown between, um, well, the the showdown between the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind and Fire in the later editions of Versus had been marred with some R. Kelly references. The Cincinnati originated musical group who disco discography Spawn hits made by the incarcerated singer-songwriter refused to to sever ties with the disgraced musician during the Instagram Live series. Now, facing off the Let's Groove hitmakers in the Sunday night, April 4th edition of the Timberland and Swiss Beat created series, the Isley Brothers lean on their R. Kelly era. They sang their song, which was written or produced by the accused sexual abuser like Contagious and Busted, though Ronald Isley and Ernie Isley nobly avoid singing R. Kelly's part in Contagious. Viewers were understandably shocked and upset after learning that the Isley Brothers performed the R. Kelly song on Versus. The Isley Brothers have not responded to the criticism for featuring R. Kelly's song on their Versus appearances. Um, as you guys know, that um, uh, a lot of radio stations do not play any of R. K- K- Kelly's music, and the artists who had did duets or collaborated with him, uh, some of the artists took their collaborate collaborated parts off the song or took him off the record. Uh, one case in point, Lady Gaga. Uh, Taylor Swift upcoming Fearless Taylor's version. Re-release will feature 27 tracks, including two she had recorded with former tour mate Keith Urban. The Love Story singer hinted that Urban would be part of the reworked bonus album released this week in a cryptic video she posted online on Friday, April 2nd, and a day later she revealed that the full track listing and stated she was thrilled when he agreed to be a part of the project. Now, Swift is remaking all her albums up to 2017's Reputation after the rights to the records were sold to music mogul Scooter Braun by her former record label boss without her permission. Taylor has already released two tracks, a reworked love story and a previous unheard collaboration with Marianne Morris called You All Over Me and previewed a third, Wildest Dreams, the Taylor version. Miley Cyrus' recent concert was not met with positive feedback from many. The prisoner songstress who performed at the NCAA Men's Final Four at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis had drawn criticism from social media users for interrupting the basketball tournament. The 28-year-old mini-concert took place on Saturday night, April 3rd, after the Baylor-Houston game. And dressed in a black vest, pants, and a pair of lace-up vinyl boots, she sang Queen's We Will Rock You and Don't Stop Me Now, Stevie Nicks' Edge of 17, and Blondie's Heart of Glass. The former Hannah Montana star also entertained the audience with her own track, including We Can't Stop, Wrecking Ball, and Edge of Midnight. She ended her performance by singing the Guess Who's American Woman. Now, Molly has since sparked backlash on Twitter. One user in particular questioned, is this Miley Cyrus interlude ever going to end? And another person chimed in saying, quote, my dad is ready for the second game to start. In his words, he said, quote, I'm afraid that woman's going to come back and sing again, hashtag Miley Cyrus. The criticism did not stop there. More um, had came forward with one stating, saying, quote, I don't have a Miley Cyrus take. Apologies, she's fine, whatever, but I would like the basketball on my TV. 
Someone else argued, why is Miley Cyrus interrupting my Final Four in NCAA? Go Zags! Despite the heat, Miley gained praise from her, from her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, for her NCAA Men's Final Four concert. In other words, she sang at the NCAA Men's Final Four, but it was like people thought she was just going to sing maybe one song. But she ended up singing like one, two, three, four, five, six, but almost eight songs. It was like a, it was literally like a mini concert, and everybody's like waiting for the 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 the, the ball game to start. They was ready for the March Madness. But uh, yeah, Molly did take kind of taking taking advantage of the situation by performing some music and and having like a little mini concert. Uh, Justin Bieber had a special surprise for his fans on Easter weekend. More than two weeks after he released his album, Justice, the Peaches singer dropped a new EP called Freedom and announced it on social media. On Sunday, March 4th, the 27-year-old Canadian native made use of Instagram to promote his new EP by first stating, quote, Freedom on all platforms. He then followed it up with a screenshot of six songs from the record. Now, Justin EP includes Freedom featuring Beam, All She Wrote featuring Brandon Love and Chandler Moore, We're In This Together, Where You Go, I Follow featuring Pink Sweats, Chandler Moore, and Judith Smith, and Where Do I Fit In featuring Tori Kelly. Chandler Moore and Judith Smith uh, as well. It was followed with Afraid to Say, which Justin sings along with Lauren Walters. The EP came after the husband of Haley Baldwin dropped his new album, Justice, on March 16th. Later, on March 26th, he treated fans to his deluxe edition named Justice, Triple Chuck's Deluxe. His manager, Scooter Braun, previously gave him a hint at the release one day prior. The deluxe edition included a guest spot from Little Uzi Vert on There She Goes. Quavo and Jaden Smith also featured on Wish You Would and and I can't be my myself, respectively. In the meantime, Justin collaborated with the baby on No No Better and with Tori on Name. After releasing the album, the former boyfriend of Selena Gomez sparked backlash for sampling speeches by Dr. Martin Luther King on the track, MLK Interlude, and Too Much. He has since defended himself from the criticism. And Ariana Grande is taking over Nick Jonas' seat on the coaching panel of America The Voice. The, for the upcoming season 21, the position hitmaker will join returning stars Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, and John Legend on the music competition later this year, with Nick expecting to join the rotation of coaches who will be back for another stunt further down the line. Nick, who is currently featured on season 20 with John, Blake, and Kelly, also took to Twitter to celebrate the news. Other star coaches that take turns sitting on the panel of The Voice include Alicia Keys, Gwen Stefani, Jennifer Hudson, and Miley Cyrus, who have each taken part in multiple seasons of the hit talent show. Meanwhile, Kelly Clarkson recently took a break from the show due to uh, unspecified illness. The Since You've Been Gone singer reached out to country star Kelsey Ballerini to fill in the vacant seat as the American Idol alum was forced to pull out of the battle rounds. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.